0: Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. The opponent preview series stays out west as the Jets take on the L.A. Rams in week 15, just one week after another West Coast trip against the Seattle Seahawks. And EA and I caught up with Rams team reporter Serena Morales. We talked Jets Rams. And before we do that, EA, I just want to circle back to what I just alluded to. This is the second trip of a back-to-back West Coaster late in the season. Yeah, the second half, and it's going to be
1: interesting when we get to that point, if the Jets do indeed stay out in the West Coast following their matchup with the Seattle Seahawks on December 13th, because the ensuing game is in L.A. against the Rams, and it will be the Jets' second appearance in the new L.A. stadium in 2020, and it's their final matchups of the year against the NFC West and in terms of the LA Rams where do they fit in the West right now because it feels like a team in transition we've talked about the 49ers who the Jets open up the season against at home in week two and how complete they are and they just narrowly missed winning a world's title last year the Seattle Seahawks who the Jets see the week prior to this matchup as I just said they have Russell Wilson so they're going to be a threat no matter any time they take the field the Arizona Cardinals a lot of people believe that the Cardinals are in the upswing with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, of course, and as you mentioned before, your Syracuse alum, Chandler Jones on the defensive side of the ball, plus Patrick Peterson, they add DeAndre Hopkins to the mix. So with
0: all that being said about the NFC West, where do the Rams fit in now? Yeah, I almost feel like people forget about the Rams. I think it surprises people, at least when you look back on it, that the Rams were nine and seven last year. It feels like People almost write, write them off because they missed the playoffs, even though the year before they went 3-13. and 13, Well, 9-7 and seven in the AFC probably would have gotten them in, or at least they would have had a chance, like the Tennessee Titans. And this is a different Rams team than I think a lot of fans are accustomed to seeing, at least in the past couple of years, with a new defensive coordinator and no Brandon Cooks, a kind of refurbished offensive line. I, I just personally, EA, I don't know what to think of the Rams, because on one hand, they're not far removed from a Super Bowl run, and on the other hand, they just feel very different from that run. And you'll hear from Serena Morales shortly, like, I didn't realize the Rams had a top-10 defense last season.
1: Yeah, well, they do have a couple studs on that defensive side of the ball, and Aaron Donald, who still might be the top interior defensive lineman in the league, guys, is an absolute... uh crazed menace in there and then Jalen Ramsey is a top five quarter cornerback easily in a national football league but like many teams out there you see definite strengths but yeah that definitely caught my eye when Wade Phillips was dismissed in the offseason and the Rams decided to go in another direction and then the offensive side of the ball we thought about Todd Gurley for years and now he is in Atlanta. He's going to be playing for the Falcons. So you got a changing backfield behind Goff. They really didn't protect well last offseason and didn't get things moving in the run game and a lot had to do with injuries. I do like the receivers and some of their pieces at tight end but it's like for every strength you have with the Rams, then somebody can counter and talk about a weakness. So I don't know, Greens, as we look at the Rams right now, if this is a playoff team in 2020. But you got to give a lot of credit to Sean McVay and what he's done there. It's just, it seems like they're just going through a lot of change right
0: now. And some of it's positive, but some of it is going to require some time. Did you see recently that Aaron Donald posted a video asking essentially, Sean McVay to put him in on goal line situations on offense. And not only that, EA, it wasn't even as a running back. He was lining up as a receiver outside of his pool. And then he showed off his hands on a little Nerf football. You guys are three freak athlete. Doesn't surprise me. Right. We saw JJ Watt catch a touchdown pass
1: against the jets relatively recently. Right. We saw Watt do that. and, Hey, if you're Aaron Donald, why the hell not? You can do everything on the defensive side of the ball, so why not get some touches offensively?
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right, well, let's hear from Serena Morales real quick to learn a little bit more about this Rams team in 2020. I want to start off with a broad question. I feel like a lot of the external media viewed the Rams as taking a step back last year after a 13-3 Super Bowl run season. So from your angle... What do you think the biggest difference was between last year's team and the team that made it to the Super Bowl?
2: A lovely, strong offensive line that had no injuries at all. (laughs) You know, we have had like a lot of criticism towards Jared Goff last season because it was like, wow, that's a very un jared like year. But we didn't look at the guys who were protecting Jared Goff, that O-line. You had your center injured. You had both guards injured. You had a tackle injured the only man that was consistent on that O line was the oldest person in the league. Andrew Whitworth who was like the guy on the sidelines and in that line, keeping everything as consistent as possible. And mind you, there were a lot of great things that came out of that from learnings. I mean, I think, you know, you saw Jared work through uh, a very difficult time. If you don't have guys that are protecting you and you know that Jared Goff's strength is to throw the ball down the field with his arm um, and you're not protected, that's going to be a problem for you. So I think you saw a difference there a, a lot. I, I think there were some injuries that outside of the O-line that also affected that. Gerald Everett was injured, our tight end. When you later on saw someone like Tyler Higby step up and have an incredible season, we like had uh, four games in a row of 100 yards. So, I mean, there were guys that certainly stepped up as the as the season progressed. But that O-line, the injuries of nope Boom and Allen and Rob Havenstein were critical. And I think this year, now with a lot of rest, we're going to see that O-line come back way more consistent, way more ready. I give props to Austin Blythe, who stepped in and went from a guard position to center and really, like, calmed down the madness. Because if you think about it, you had guys who had never had NFL experience come in and they were thinking you're a rookie coming into the league. All right, well, I've got a little time to work into this position. Nope. You are going in right now, buddy. Good luck. So I think those things we just kind of look past because we're like, we well, are an NFL player. You know how to play football. That's it. And and that's not actually how it works. So I give a lot of props to the O-line. I give a lot of props to, you know, just the entire offense that really worked with a lot of those injuries. So that was, I to me, that was the biggest difference that took place outside of some smaller, you know, like individual injuries, like a Gerald Everett, but then that opened up opportunities for a Tyler Higbee to have an incredible end of the season.
1: Where do the Rams fit in the NFC West? A lot of people would say the San Francisco 49ers are the most complete team in football. Russell Wilson is one of the most valuable performers in the NFL. So you're going to be dealing with him For a while and a lot of folks are high in the Arizona Cardinals this year and their young coach Cliff Kingsbury and their young quarterback Kyler Murray.
2: I mean, Cliff Kingsbury really put them on the market after he showed off his backyard to all of us during the draft. I think (laughs) So it's like, oh, wait, we got to put the Cardinals up there in the NFC West. uh, I I think that the NFC West in general is just an unfair place to be because Uh. they're all so good. And I'm sure all of them have very nice backyards like Cliff. However, we really saw uh, an improvement with all of the teams in the draft. And so really what I think the Rams, what I think that the Rams are really going to have to prove in the NFC West is an improvement of the, the to stop the run game because you have uh, the Seahawks who love running the ball. You've got the 49ers who love running the ball. And you've got the Cardinals. You've got Kyler Murray who's going to run the ball himself. So I think really, and I think the Rams have done that this offseason. They picked up guys like Sean Robinson. They brought back Michael Brockers. You know, they're trying to figure out I and mean, who's going to work at the linebacker's position because there's been a lot of changes there with the departure of Clay Matthews. But I think overall, Leonard Floyd, another guy, they brought in a new DC, Brandon Staley, who I've heard amazing things from the players in general, that this guy is energetic. He, he has the respect of the players. So if you're going to now focus on this, this particular spot, which actually was a top 10 defense defense, Uh, already last season and you're going to improve and make sure that you're keeping that there. So that way, when Aaron Donald is double teams, you're still going to be able to stop a run game. I think that's the key. And then in addition to that, obviously take bringing back uh, Jalen Ramsey. I saw a lot of great things from Troy Hill, Uh, a guy like a safety, like um, John Johnson coming back from an injury will be significant to the defense as a whole. But honestly, I know we talked a lot about the difference between last year and the year before that, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, was offense, but now we're not, we're going to be able to also focus on defense, which is pretty key. If you're going to rank anywhere in the NFC West, I could see all of the NFC West teams somehow making, you know, a playoff run. It's, it's kind of ridiculous that the Rams are in a predicament to play all these teams twice, like good for us.
1: <laughs> all right. So quick follow-up there. From afar, it was a surprise that Wade Phillips was dismissed. What are the Rams, specifically Coach McVay there, seeing Staley, and how is that defense going to change in terms of how they attack?
2: So they're trying to keep it as consistent as possible from the Wade Phillips regime to the Brandon Staley regime. I haven't heard of any changes on the 3-4 defense scheme. So, I mean, really – they love the only thing that was significant over from last season to moving into this season is they lost the corner like Nikhil Ruby Coleman who was a very significant corner. I mean, he was nicknamed Slot God. But I think again we've got a lot of players that can step up. They've they've drafted a couple guys who could be working either safety and or corner, which will be significant. Um, the Rams this offseason drafted from a lot of top tier schools like. Most of the time, and, and I give it to the, the props to the scouts, but, you know, you're got, getting guys like Eastern Washington, like a Cooper Cup or a Samson Abacom, who are like, oh, I I think I've heard of this guy. and Maybe didn't splash at the draft or the combine the way that you would normally see guys splash, but then obviously Cooper Cup becomes one of the best wideouts in the NFL. So they've been very good at, you know, finding those guys. But I think this year in particular, they're looking for guys to – step in and go in and play. And again, I think they've had some learnings from maybe, you know, some of the injuries that they experienced from the O-line last season. So I could see, you know, them kind of switching things up, but right now, because we're in a situation where we haven't really been able to get on the field, field and go into training camp, that is still to be, to be seen. But Brandon Staley a lot of respect. Uh, I, I'm, I've heard from multiple players, like Jalen Ramsey in particular, just like I love his energy. Other cornerback, uh, Troy Hill, loves his energy. And so I'm excited to see what he can do. He comes from a great uh, background. So let's go. Let's bring this on.
0: <laughs> I, I want to keep things on the defense because I feel like when a lot of people think about the Rams, you think about Sean McVay and this offense. And I'm just curious how you would evaluate the Rams' defense based on strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, you think of guys like you mentioned, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But if you're the Jets, when you travel to L.A. and you face this defense that finished top 10 last year, where do you go about attacking
2: them? Well, I mean, I, I really do think that the Rams took a significant step this offseason to make sure that their run game was strong. And that was more focused, obviously. Again, we I joke, but it's like the Rams have to play – three other teams that have great run games. So they've got to focus on that. Right. And that's what they did with a Sean Robinson and Leonard Floyd. They brought back Michael Brockers. I will tell anybody in the universe that <laughs> I don't know what bottles were popped, but I know Aaron Donald was so happy when they brought back Michael Brockers to play on that D line. Um, I don't think people realize also when you have a guy like Aaron Donald, well, maybe people do realize it because it's Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald opens up a lot of the game on the other end. So if you have an edge rush, who's like doing well, they don't have to face the same amount of pressure if Aaron Donald's there because we've seen tape after tape, game after game, Aaron Donald will go through a wall and it's okay. And somehow he's like, Oh yeah, I just made it through. No problem. I found this small little Inch gap, and I made my way through and attacked the quarterback. So I think um, that we don't realize that he opens up the rest of this side of the, of the game. And so the run game, I think, will be a huge improvement, consistent from last season, if not more. Um, but I think a significant part of that was Michael Brocker. So if you're trying to beat the Rams, you know, I really do think that the run game has already improved. But the pass game obviously has a guy like Jalen Ramsey. I think Troy Hill is someone who's been very underrated over the years. Um, you know, last year you saw changes like Akeem Tlaib's departure and Marcus Peters' departure, and there were changes just overall. But Troy Hill really stepped up. And a person that you really lacked on that past run game was a guy like uh, John Johnson, who had a shoulder injury, has I've seen him training this off season and he looks strong and his main focus is he's told me time and time again, he's just like, Serena, I just want to get back a guy like Taylor Rapp has done a great job stepping into that safety linebacker position. So, I mean, right now I'd say just, you know, maybe don't play offense and just go straight to, you know, trying to stop the Rams, but um, I'm really excited to see, You know, just the Rams overall focus on all the little minute parts that maybe we don't think about. In addition to uh, Sean McVay, will say this time and time again, in order for us to win games, it's offense, defense and special teams. The Rams have a new special teams coordinator, John Bonamigo. Um, They're keeping a guy like Johnny Hecker. John Bonamigo has already said, I know that Johnny Hecker can, you know, fake punt, be a quarterback, be a punter be a kicker so you've got to go like that who's consistently been with the Rams since he was drafted um so that'll be that's the one nugget that I'm like oh I'm interested to see how this team kind of gets pulled together because right now they also have three kickers that are going to compete for the job which will I mean competition breeds success so it'll be an interesting spot but I really don't know I could give the Jets anything if it comes to whether you're going to beat them on the run or the pass game
1: what is in store for the Rams offense this year? You mentioned McVay before Jared Goff, a veteran in the national football league. That's a changing backfield behind him. No more Todd Gurley. Cam Akers was drafted. I know they like the receivers. You mentioned the old line being a weakness last year because of health. There doesn't seem to be a lot of changes up front though. In addition to better health, how much of, this is their success the Rams offensively going to be on golf this year
2: so Robert Wood said uh maybe a couple of weeks ago he was just like I would love to see this Rams offense go back in the air again I think um there's a lot of obviously eyeballs on Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and again with the departure of a guy like Brandon Cooks you saw those three guys who were like whoa The Rams drafted a guy like Van Jefferson, who I have heard is pretty much the same as a Cooper Cup and a Robert Woods. He is a smart wide receiver. Um, He will find his open spaces. He maximizes on those parts, and he's consistent. What Sean McVay loves, consistency. This wideout group in particular is a group that does not drop the ball. Josh Reynolds is another guy who I think is underrated, who would be constantly asked to step in at times, and he would be like, okay, like I've got to jump in for a Brandon Cooks or a Robert Woods or a Cooper Cup, which is not easy to do. So I really do think that the Rams wideout group is only getting better with a guy like Van Jefferson, who's a coach's son. Uh, so, I mean, you guys know him actually. So I, I do believe that a Van Jefferson is going to be great. They also, again, you said it, uh, picked up a guy like Cam Akers. Cam Akers succeeded uh, in a Florida State offense who had a pretty – Roughed up O-line as well. So if we are looking at like, okay, what happened last year and what were things that the Rams needed to fix, not only are we healing up our O-line, now we're going to bring in a running back that can work with a dinged up O-line and he'll still figure out a way to succeed. So I think that'll be really interesting. Daryl Henderson is another running back that didn't get as much play time. Last year, obviously, if you got a Todd, guy like Todd Gurley out, you're not going to see that. But this year, I think there's a lot more space for to see a guy like Daryl Henderson to succeed. Um, and then Malcolm Brown has been sort of the steady horse in this running backs group, and so I could also see, you know, a mix there. I mean, you saw the, the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl just two seasons ago. The Rams ran a very consistent eleven personnel, and that was because, you know, Sean McVay was trying to mask all the different plays that they ran. Sometimes you saw a Robert Woods blocking. Sometimes you saw a Cooper Cup uh, playing running back or tight end. I mean, there were so many different changes that Sean McVay tried to do. Well, now you've got a a new running back, a new wide receiver that replicate exactly what you're kind of trying to do and hiding your, your plays on offense along with a Tyler Higbee who in the last four or five games of the season really showed what he can do. Let's not forget. We still have Gerald Everett who had some injuries last season, who also has the opportunity to do things. So while I say, yeah, Jared Goff has to, you know, didn't have a Jared Goff season last year due to some of those injuries. Now we've got guys who are healed up. Now we've got some new pieces to this offense that Jared can use um, at his disposal.
1: What do you think about some happenings off the field for your franchise, the L.A. Rams, moving into a new stadium? And Serena, will we will we see you on Hard Knocks?
2: man, I'm trying to figure out how to get on this show. I, everyone's like, "Oh, who's gonna be the players that are, like, on Hard Knocks? And I'm like, you team reporter, man. Like, let's go. I'm just here, you know, hanging out. Uh, no, I, um, I'm excited. Hard Knocks is going to be cool, especially because it's the Chargers and the Rams going into the stadium. Everyone's got new uniforms. I'm really excited about the uniforms. Actually, I love the fact that the Rams have the first off-white bone coloring. Like, I feel like the players are all, like, all right, like put on a new uniform. I've made this comparison before, but as someone who loves running and working out, like what is like the best part? Like sometimes you're like, oh, I really don't want to work out. But if you buy those new sneakers and you buy that nice new workout gear, all of a sudden you're running seven, six minute miles down the street, smiling. You forget all about the pain that you're actually putting your body through. So I would say the Rams having a uniform, Yes, please start a hashtag. Get Serena on Hard Knocks, or maybe we'll figure out something better than that. Um, but I'm excited, and I'm, I, I'm. I mean, it's great. The fact that we're still doing Hard Knocks. There's two teams in LA. Um, is going to be exciting. The Rams have a new look, and and that stadium looks amazing. If you guys fly into LAX, you'll see it, and it's it's ready for football.
0: EA, I'm curious your perspective if you're the Jets. How do you go about winning this football game? And what matchups do you think are in favor of the green and white? Well,
1: credit to Serena, first off, because I consider myself a high-energy guy. She has unbelievable energy. Uh, She's somebody who's talking about getting up early in the morning in Southern California, getting a workout in, running miles in the six-minute range. And then she comes on here like a bolt of lightning. Uh, I know that's the Chargers who the Jets play earlier in the year on on the calendar but a couple things that she addressed was run defense she repeatedly came back to that so can the jets challenge the rams linebackers you're gonna have to make sure you a lot of times double aaron Donald because he's a guy who basically is impossible to single block we know that um but This is another game where I think this revamp offensive line, maybe they can get some traction in the run game. And then Sam Darnold is going to be making a homecoming back to Southern California. That should open things up, up top. Uh, You're probably going to stay away from Jalen Ramsey, but that's okay because they're going to have to contend with a number of players on the Jets' side of the ball. But that's the first thing is the Rams failed to be consistent stopping the run in 2019? Can they do it in 2020? We'll know a lot about this Rams team as the season progresses. On the other side of the football, to me, it's clear. This team has a lot of question marks up front. They really do. So can the Jets defensive line and front seven dominate? Because if you can, you can make it for a long day for Jared Goff, even though his weapons, they're talented.
0: All right, well, there you have it. That's the Jets' keys to success in week 15 at LA for the second week and the second game of a back-to-back West Coast trip. First in Seattle in week 14, then travel down to Southern California, wrapping their West Coast trips up against the Los Angeles Rams. And that was another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. The opponent preview series wraps up at MetLife Stadium with the Jets' final home game of 2020 against the Cleveland Browns.